This episode of Nerd Cognito is brought to you with no additional commercial interruption by Green Man Gaming. Hey, we all love our video games. And we love playing our video games. But we don't always love paying an excessive premium for our video games. And that's where the Green Man comes in. Green Man Gaming negotiates with the top video game studios, as well as independent studios, to bring you the best of the gaming world at a fraction of the cost. Because you're not paying a fee to whatever marketplace may be steaming up your computer, Green Man can bring you the same titles on the same platforms, be it Epic Games, Steam, Origin, and others, for less money. And let's face facts, less money is always a good thing. Go to nerdcognito.com and scroll down to our sponsors section, click on the Green Man Gaming link, and check out what they have to offer. We think you'll be pleasantly surprised by the savings and sales that Green Man can offer, and trust me, your gaming library will thank you. We've used Green Man on our own before they were sponsors and thought that they were an amazing outlet for top quality video games. Now, on with the show. Ooh, what just happened? The airplane went away. I heard that it went away. Who knows, maybe the computer Did comes down. Did you do down. anything special? No, I didn't do anything. Now it's just like purring in the background. That's what, it, that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like it's just purring. Taking off again, the jet engine. I heard it. Yeah, it kicked up. You're clear for takeoff. The fans are kicking off. We're going on runway 74 here. 74 are. It's a 980, bro. Captain Michael, you are clear for takeoff. <laughs> Oh my goodness, another week, another episode of Nerd Cognito. My name is Ryan David, and I am joined by Just Mike. Hey, Mike! What's going on, Ryan? Oh, I'm starting to feel like shit again, you know, this this week. Um, this week is doing a number on me. I don't know why, I don't know what I did, but uh, maybe it's COVID. Round four. Yeah, could also just be the temperature and the snow and everything else that's happening outside it was cold as a bitch over the weekend i know we we did some gaming on friday night and uh when we finished up and it wasn't even late it was just before midnight but i guess sun had been down for a few hours it was fucking cold oh yeah well it is winter time i mean this is what it's supposed to be around here for those of you that are wondering, we are up in the Northeast for now uh, until Michael gets to rock out the Mid-South Coliseum, Ric Flair, Dusty Rose, in a steel cage. But uh, any timeline on that move yet? Are you still hanging tough? Um, yeah, no, I haven't really been looking much over the holiday. I was supposed to look a little bit this weekend, but I haven't. That's all right. So, don't, don't look. I'm telling yeah. you. Look. Yeah. So, yeah, no movement on that. Back to square zero, really. That's a good thing. I'm not complaining. Um, this week we had almost the full crew. Everybody except for the pharmacist showed up for the game. Yeah, I haven't seen Rob. 
I don't even know. A really long time. I know he's around. still alive. I know he still definitely wants to play. He always chimes in every once in a while, just when you think we're never going to hear from him again, that, uh, hey, guys, uh, you know, my schedule sucks, and I'm a pharmacist. And he's like, I, I really want to play. But uh, I think that's the older we get, the hardest thing, because with our gaming group, we realize that, you know, real life is real and, uh, real life takes precedence, obviously over gaming, even though it shouldn't. Yeah. We got life has its priorities out of whack. Uh, this week we're going to talk about the good old dandelion quandary. You know, last week we were talking with Bert about the Witcher season two. And one of the things that popped up was a lot of talk about Jackson. Yeah. Dandelion, the bard. And one of the things that I've sort of always scratched my head at, at least in the modern tabletop gaming world, is where did this horrible, horrible trope about I am a horny, sexy bard that wants to fuck everything come from? And I really do think that I could trace it back probably to The Witcher. So we have one of my favorite universes bringing something absolutely terrible in that it is the modern bard now. You, you don't keep up with with a lot of the ham and eggers on the social medias, do you, Mike? I check my Facebook account when I'm taking a shit, and that's the extent of it, usually. I, I actually joined a puppy group this, this week just because I couldn't deal with either sparring with the right fighters or the neckbeards or the trolls. And I just wanted to look at pictures of puppies. And I yeah. uploaded a picture yeah. of my puppy and they fucking loved it. In fact, that picture of the puppy got more likes than last week's episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... You can't compete with good old puppy pics. I got f literally four digits worth of likes. It was over a thousand likes for a picture of Zeus. Man, if I put Ellie on there, I might have to, like, fight people off. People be waiting out of my house to see my puppy in person. Well, to be fair, I did put the group that I joined was a group specific to his breed. So those people are already in love with that look. Whoa, right. whoa, 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 whoa. Breaking news. Six minutes ago, which is going to be a couple days old when this airs, Full House star and comic Bob Saget dies at age 65. Ooh. I have always been a fan of Saget. Except for the Full House bit. Because I, you know, I knew Saget from his very raunchy, very blue comedy prior to Full House. Yeah, see, I was the opposite. I had no idea of how he was until way later. Like, I, I grew up with him, Full House, okay? He's that, just that wholesome dad dude. I don't know how many years later it was when I saw his stand-up. I was like, holy shit. Even, what was it, like, America's Funniest Videos, he was the uh, the host for that. He was even after that when I realized, you know, his stand-up yeah, and what he, yeah, he was. The other quandary, he was doing good old wholesome America's Funniest Home Videos the first time around and telling the the most sanitary, clean, 
scripted jokes and in the back of my head like i'm waiting for him to tell me about the time he had a fist up a hooker's ass while she was doing blow off of his cock and it just didn't <laughs> happen uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i had no idea but it looks like he died in a hotel yeah, that's too. not good according to tmz Sackett passed away on sunday in the ritz carlton in orlando florida the sheriff's department and the fire department responded to the hotel at 4 p.m. Eastern time after hotel security had found Bob in his room. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Circumstances of the death are still unclear. And again, for those of you that are listening, we're going to sort of drop the fig leaf. You know, we do record the weekend prior to when we drop on Wednesday night. So there may be more details. We literally just got this in across the wire as I was flipping through my prep pages to talk about our first segment. But, um, yeah, Sagan, man, that that one hits harder than Betty White. Well, I feel like he potentially was doing exactly what you said he was doing. Maybe he was shoving a fist up a, you know. He very well could have been elbow deep into yeah. Puerto Rican whore. Wow. And then he went just the way that he wanted God to. God so. bless him if he did. Yeah. I hope that that Puerto Rican whore listens to the show. Hey, Gabriel, just remember, go to nerdcognito.com, scroll down to our sponsors section, and click on STD check. For 24 bucks, you can find out if you're clean. Not a full ad right now, but uh, it is one of our sponsors. So, ah, oh, Saget. Yeah, it's a shame, but maybe they'll, uh, they'll probably put some of his... Uh specials or something on yeah but what's going to show up on mainstream network TV? yeah be, you're right it's going to not even on netflix right well i guess he was too old did he ever have a netflix special or anything probably not <sighs> i know he had an hbo special or two i don't know like netflix i try to stay stay away from the stand-up zone because netflix stand-up with the exception of like a Chappelle or something it's also no, very good one. Very there's watered down, you know. No, I mean I don't want to watch man, that's, that's how I milk and cookies for an hour. No, that's how I like Kevin Hart has really good ones. You got a bunch of the Joe Rogan boys, um what's his name? Tom Segura, uh Ari Shafir. There's a bunch of good ones on uh, Netflix. All right, well I'll Actually, do my homework this week. You tell me one that I should watch. And I'm going to make you fucking watch Ghostbusters Afterlife, which should have been a segment tonight for us to discuss. And then and then we'll... Well, let me, let me ask you, Bob Saget. Like, was Bob Saget a good stand-up comic or was it more... It was just so shocking from, like, a different personality from, like, you know, the shows he was in. For me, it was just... It was so different. And I just... That made it probably better for me. I discovered I Saget as a rebellious preteen, Right. And for at that point, it was, oh, listen to the shit he's saying. But as I went back as an adult and watched some of it, and, and this was a while ago, Saget had amazing delivery and, like, quick wit. And Saget would have the ability that was almost Rickles-esque that he could spar with the hecklers. And so that's really what I appreciated. Yeah, I wasn't, I, I don't even know. I, I probably haven't even seen, like, a full special of his. I've probably just seen, like, bits on, you know, YouTube or some other bullshit. Uh, 
Yeah. You mentioned Rickles. I used to watch some of that old stuff again, like just pulling it up on the internet, like him and uh, uh, what was the talk show host's name? Fuck. Johnny Carson? Yeah, Johnny Carson. Like him, Carson, they just go at each other. Those were always great. Those old, old talk shows with those guys. And the fact that, I mean, God, could you imagine if they tried to do their shit in today's world? They would be canceled in a heartbeat. But Oh, yeah. Those were men's men sitting there smoking cigs. Just, and you those get guys, away it's a different day. with so much, with actually physically, or I guess verbally saying so much more today. But they had to do it without saying it, which made it even better, right? So you had you had to have the insinuation that Johnny Carson put a strawberry on his dick. You know, Carson was supposedly like hung like a fucking horse, man. I'm sure he had plenty of ladies back then, and, that, and that's another thing. Like when I was growing up, I didn't even watch that stuff. My parents never like watched it, or it just wasn't on in our house. I always ended up finding this stuff afterward. I had a little three-inch black and white TV that um, I kept in my bedroom. And I was, a, I was a child of late night, probably way earlier than I should have been, which explains some of the lax attitude in my moral compass today. But no, I, I watched Carson, and I watched Letterman after Carson. And I distinctly remember that. And um, yeah. I remember how pissed I was when Jay Leno snaked Letterman out of the Tonight Show. Like, how many? Oh, I was a Dave Letterman fan. Yeah, I was a Dave Letterman fan. But again, it's stuff that I'd watch at a friend's house. We didn't even have a TV in our our bedroom. Um, oh, I was always a spoiled prick. I I had I had a color TV with my Atari, later Nintendo on it, and that was in my playroom. I had a little color TV for watching in my bedroom that was my regular TV. Then I had this little three-inch black and white one so that I can lay in bed at night and watch the late-night shows. Oh, damn. You were spoiled, bro. I shared a room with two brothers, and we didn't have any TV. We had to make up games to keep ourselves entertained. I, I, I am the first to admit, I was I was not hurting as an only child. And, and I was an only, you know? You had brothers. Well, yeah, that helps. Yeah, I had two brothers and a sister. So being an only, and um, my dad was pretty successful on a corporate level with some of the companies that he ended up later founding and then selling and then running and then getting hostily taken over and then having his midlife crisis and saying, fuck business, I'm going to run and be a teacher. Um, but no, we... Uh, we certainly weren't hurting, and I know that I was spoiled. But what's funny is, I was the poor kid at the academy, and we certainly, you know, we weren't hurting for food. When I'll give you an example. When I turned 16, I got my father's old Crown Victoria used, and he went out and bought a new car. And my buddy got a Jaguar convertible brand new. <laughs> so... um yeah, I was the poor kid. You said you said the academy was that the school you actually went to? Yes, that is the school yeah. I actually went oh, to. Yeah. Uh, That's a wise. Well, it was. It was. Yeah. Now I got to edit yeah. that out, you prick. I know. I know. <laughs> well, you know, who, who's going to come hunt this down? 
I just had when you said the academy, I wasn't sure if that's your referencing, but yeah, that's definitely a rich person school. Yeah, I lived for a year and a half with actually the buddy that started that got me into Dungeons and Dragons, um, and they lived in the Heights. My mother had a pseudo arrangement with their mother, and they, that house, Michael. Oh my God, <laughs> it was unreal. It was seven or eight bedrooms. It had two full kitchens. Uh, the bedrooms all had a bathroom wing on them. Dude, it was like I had my own little suite for a year and a half when I lived with them. So you stayed there for a year and a half. That's, I, that is sweet. I did. I did. They were my parents were in the process of moving around from place to place to place. Sort of after my dad's I'm leaving business crisis. So this was like the real tail end of when I legitimately was the poor kid at the at the well-to-do school. And instead, uh, I absolutely despised the house that they ended up landing in. Um, they had this rental property that they had had for years and years and years. It was in, I hated that house. And it worked out that, you know, it was supposed to just be, oh, you know, when Ryan needs to get out, he can come stay with us for a few days. And it turned into almost 18 months. Hmm. Dude's sister, who I always think of as like the little girl that I knew growing up, when I first started working, she was graduating high school. Total smoke show, man. I, I felt bad about the things that I thought about little Lisa. <laughs> Did you ever hook up with her? No, no, no. At that, let's see, how many years were there between us? I want to say that there there weren't a lot, maybe three or four. But again, the difference in at that point in my life, you know, because I was out of college and she was graduating or just graduated high school, the difference in money and social class was much more apparent then. And it just like I knew better. I that's that wasn't one you make a play for. Mm -hmm. And then my buddy feel bad for him too like rich kids doing stupid shit right more money than god doesn't have to work to this day doesn't have to work he spent two years in federal prison because he was muling heroin just for something you know exciting. something exciting yeah yeah it's not uh he's not you know alone in that story and now uh people do that we've come full circle muling heroin and back to saget there you go i am eagerly awaiting the final reports on the death of Saget here. Although I don't think we have to use our imagination too far to find out. Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing. I'm pretty sure that it's probably going to be something like that. Especially, he's, I don't know, was he was he married or anything? I don't even know anything about him. I know he was, or I believe he was at one time. Well, if he's, you know, fisting prosties or then blowing coke off his dick. You know, maybe not. Spouse, Sherry Kramer, married 82, divorced 97, and then he remarried in 2018. He had a wife that took half of everything he owned from Full House and America's Funniest Home Videos. And then he was single for a long time. And then he settled down a couple years ago and was presently married to a Kelly Rizzo. I don't even know who that is. Am I supposed to know who that is? 
Uh, it just sounds familiar to me because I know people named Rizzo. So I'm sure it does sound familiar, sure but it also sounds kind of porn starish, doesn't it? Kelly Rizzo. Kelly Rizzo too close to Kelly Ripper. Is a journalist. Yeah, she's she's good looking. Yeah, chick. she's a good looking British girl by by the looks of those cheekbones. No, born Chicago, Illinois. Well, she looks like she should be a uh, a good looking British bitch. I don't know, Saget. I I sure I would have I would have kept it at home instead of the Puerto Rican princess. Well, maybe he was maybe he was on the road doing a show or something. Who knows? I know. Like when you're on the road, I mean, I think that lifestyle you almost have to have an understanding, right? Well, I don't know how how often are they on the road? Who knows? I'm reading an article from February of 21. Bob Saget's wife Kelly Rizzo, 41, so now 42. So he, he, he dove under by 20, 20 plus years. Go, Bob. Um, the comedian in his 60s slid into her DMs. Yeah, sure. She looked at his bank account. <laughs> yeah, she's a good looking. Like, I'm looking at some non makeup, non HM photos. She's a good looking bitch. Shame on you, Saget. Wait, what do you mean, shame on him? He didn't do anything. He died. All we know is that he died. That's all we know. Shame on Saget. No. Maybe maybe she broke up with him while he was in his hotel and he had a heart attack. Maybe he did, maybe that's it. Maybe she's like, you know, Bobby, I can't do it anymore. And then he went out and and got the Guatemalan he she. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it, it makes me sad and it makes me glad to know that if Saget could hear this, he would probably be laughing with us too. So, um, go fist Betty White up to the elbow, Bobby. Go get her. Our first segment was supposed to be, ironically, not excluding fisting people up to the elbow. <laughs> it was supposed to be discussion of the modern bard. You know what I mean by the modern bard, don't I? Don't you, Mike? Yeah, you gave an explanation. Did, did I? I don't know. I got so caught up in Bobby. That... Well, I, I, I'll say yes. You gave an explanation that the current bard is like just uh, looking for sex, trying to fuck everything, fuck the dragon. Right. It, it's it's almost become a parody of itself, and it's pretty widespread. And. Um, what do, you, what do you think about the modern versus the classic bard, which very few people played? In fact, I'm trying to think. I obviously have not played a modern bard, but I've only played a bard character once prior. And I recall having I was gonna a good say, time with it. Yeah, I never, um, I've never played with a bard or in a party that used a bard. And uh, I don't know. They always seem to be like weak characters, at least from the way I read them. Um, so I don't know. But, and also, I mean, I don't know the sex, you're calling it this modern bard. I mean, you got to imagine they have an ego. They're out there performing, right? I mean, there's only, you know, late night at the bar, only a few wenches around. They might, uh, you know, turn code and look at some of the, the male heroes and be like, you know what? That's the best looking thing around here. <laughs> Let me get a piece of that. Don't you think it's a pretty shallow stereotype though? I mean, but, but, but it's definitely a stereotype. There's no let's doubt. Let's face facts. It's in a system and being embraced by a culture 
just does not want anything predetermined or, or stereotyped. I'm, I'm, I'm not going there, but you know what I'm saying, right? The yeah. people that generally dig the horny bard are the same people that want their orcs every way, which... It's just funny to me, because I don't... I mean, every campaign or ever that I've ever played in, like, there was no, like, even sexual undertones or, like, that. you didn't come there to, like, fantasize and, you know, role-play, like, sex scenes. You know, it was all about combat, loot, leveling up. So it's just, it's strange to me. I'm, I guess I'm glad that I haven't been in that situation. Right, and, and I've um, had to, situations where... There have been, like, romantic interludes, but not some of the horror stories that I read online where DMs are effectively narrating a porno movie. It's so weird to me. Is that what people are getting together to do? Like, you can just do that fucking shit online or something. Go to an OnlyFans. Like, you know, that's out there. <laughs> that ain't why I'm coming out to go and play D&D. It's not to sit there and role play some sex scenes. Yeah, I don't get it. It's just weird to me. But, I mean, I don't know. I guess there's groups of people that are into that, and if that's what they're into, why even bother playing D&D? Just do that shit. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't know. And, you know, there there certainly is more inclusion, but let's face it, it's still a generally male-dominated hobby. Do you want yeah. to be sitting around the table while I, either by choice or by situation, have to, and I wouldn't. I mean, you know I wouldn't. I'd be like, oh, let's, I'm going to go have a cigarette, Chuck, and you're going to come talk with me, and then we'll pick this up later. Guys, talk amongst yourselves, take 10, and I would go um, let Chuck know that I'm not telling him how he's gently caressing the elves' nipples. But, Dude, I don't know. Like That is the weirdest fucking thing to me. That is a game I don't want to sit at and play. It would be so awkward. And then you get the next step, which is the bard literally fucking everything. The bard fucking the dragon, the bard fucking the knoll, the bard fucking the barmaid. Um, Anything that can be, and you know who would have an interesting opinion, and I know has an interesting opinion about this, but will never be able to hear it? Timmy. Timmy had a pretty good rant against... And I can't believe I didn't think of it until now against the horny bard trope. And, um, well, he's still got a bucket of sand somewhere. Well, I mean, like you said, you know, fuck the, the barmaid or something. Like, you know, if you guys are, if the party's in a bar or whatever and you guys are going to retire for that and the bard wants you to just add some flavor like, hey, I'm going to go, you know, hit on this barmaid, you know, try to take it, whatever. That, okay, fine. That's a little thing. Okay, great. Boom. But... Like, are we going to act out a 30-minute scene, or is he going to be trying to hit on other party members and fuck, like, is he going to just fuck random monsters that we're yes, fighting? That's just yes, so fucking will, weird to They me. will seduce, and um, again, it comes from a certain type of player, but there's a lot of them there where they will manipulate the rules so that they can seduce whatever to fuck it. So you have a you set up a, a a combat or whatever an encounter yes. where as a DM you're expecting us to fight and you know whatever we have this battle they'll use their ability or whatever they got to charm seduce whatever the creature and then try to fuck the creature that's what these people are doing that is what these people are doing that is so fucking strange but you know what hey 
Give me some extra XP. <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> it's so weird. That's one fucking... That's a, a bard with no... Um, like, the bar is set really, really low. He doesn't have a type. He's going to fuck a bugbear. Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing. Right, uh, the horny bard, it's kind of like a fart joke, right? It's... In my brain, it started out, of course, first time. Ah, ha, ha. It was hilarious. Unless you're in the situation, then it's awful. Right. But then the more you hear it, the more it's annoying or gross or disruptive yeah. or whatever. I don't want to play with people that don't like fart jokes, but I also don't want to play with people that think that fart jokes are the only joke. So these message boards that you're on, like this is the shit that people are talking about and getting offended about? They're not getting offended about the horny bard. I actually... No, no, no. Like they're they're like fighting with you and getting offended at you because you're like, dude, that's weird or that's awful. Like, what no, the, the bard conversation this week was actually not a point and scream and mom make me a hot pocket conversation like like some of the conversations i've had in weeks past it was it was pretty level but there is a certain group i I just flat out said hey do you love the the horny bard or do you hate the horny bard and Mm. you know first i'm looking at it right now first comment love it it's fun Mm. it's a fun character trait you know um and then there's people that 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 don't like it either, you know. It's I dislike it, it's shallow. Um, yeah. Calling back to the Witcher, because I really do believe that the the horny bard trope invaded the hobby via the Witcher. Really where I think the seeds of it in tabletop role-playing came from. Yeah. Man, thank God for my yeah. cough button this week. Um, Are you, cough- you coughing a lot? I haven't uh, heard it. That's good. That's good that you haven't yeah. heard it a lot. Um, it means it's working. Yeah. It's, uh, horny Bards. Just eyeballing it again. It's clearly 50-50. Like, th- there's not a preponderance of an opinion with it, which I think is funny because I'm immediately going to attribute that 50% to the same 50% from our other issues that we've had as of late. It's got to be the same people. It has to. Yeah. It has to be the same people. And I don't think that they see the beautiful irony in the fact that they rail against something, to the, but yet they'll totally support the horny bard. Well, at least you have a player's handbook that doesn't have any edits in it. Yeah. I do have a player's handbook that doesn't have any edits in it, thanks to Michael and his wonderful, wonderful holiday gift. I do thank you, Mike. That was that is great. I, I I almost don't want to read it because, for those of you that don't know, uh, Michael gave me a very beautiful customized collector's version of the fifth edition player's handbook f- for a holiday gift at our last gaming group. And uh, this shit is leather bound. It's got gold leaf. It is like primo. And uh, you shouldn't have done that, Mike. You should. <laughs> Not yeah, have done that. Anything I can do to make you want to play fifth edition a little bit more, I'll do. I, I've got to admit, it did swing me a little bit. Now, you, you do know that I I have a fifth edition PHB, right? A hard hardcover? No, no, no. I I only had the the yeah, online the, uh, digital version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's because so we had not yet played fifth it. edition. You, you know, if we were going to play it, that I would have to have the hardcover. 
and now I've got it. Prerequisite met. Prerequisite met. So you're, and we didn't discuss a system on Friday. We were sucked into Otis, which was really cool, but I don't want to talk about it tonight. I think we're going to do a nano nerd cognito episode just to do Otis because we've talked about it a couple episodes already. Um, but we did finally play it. So stay tuned to your feed for uh, a quick nano nerd cognito. We'll do a rundown on Otis. Best $20 game I've bought in a long time. And we played a couple other things. We, just for shits and giggles, we played the Joking Hazard Party game. I wasn't too into that. I don't know. You were pissed off because... I hate those fucking games. I hate them. All those types of games that are sit there, place cards, and someone judges the funniness of it. I fucking hate it. I hate it too, but it was there, and someone suggested it, and we needed to fill some time, and that's what had happened. Um, it, it's, it's Cards Against Humanity in Joking Hazard Juice. Yeah, and every time I play those things, I know my shit's the funniest, and no one votes it, and I think they do it on purpose. I have a story about Cards Against Humanity that I have to tell you off the air. Oh, man. Those games are awful. They are. I don't know why people like those. Those games are absolutely awful. I don't... I agree. It's just bad. And they make a fuck ton of money because people are like, oh, this card says cunt on it. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. You put some curse words and shit on there and... Everybody loves it as a party game. And they reskin it. It's the same game, just reskinned so many times. It is, over and over and over. Now, I did like the word game that we played afterwards. I don't remember what the name of that one was, but that was pretty good. I did enjoy that as well. We weren't we weren't real good at it, though. At a 13, our high score is, what, 7? Yeah, it was just one. It was the name of the game. And, um, you know, for a $20 game, also, it, look, we played two $20 games and a bullshit game. And the two $20 games are winners. No, Just One was great. The one thing, the problem I have with Just One, I really do think you don't need to buy anything. And this is bad for the developer because you could do this with a dictionary and notepads. There is absolutely nothing that is proprietary about that game. Yeah, but I mean, that's just not as convenient. It is. 20 bucks, no big deal. Even though if you're saying that the Otis was 20 bucks, then man, oh man, what a steal compared to a party card game. Were you able to hear me there or not? A little bit. You figured it out. Yeah, Yeah, I turned away to pet my beautiful looking puppy. Petting the beautiful looking pooch. I thought that was really good, even though it just makes me realize how dumb I really am. (laughs) I mean, I I, I know I'm dumb. Doug and I quit matching all of the time, and we were not picking nickel words. We were picking $5 words, and we were matching our $5 words. Yeah, but I think you run into that problem with that game, because everyone, like, you, oh, the obvious one, and then, all right, we're not going to pick that because someone else will, and then nobody does, and then it's like, fuck. I think that's where a bigger group comes in, because then you you have, I don't know, though, you get a bigger group, and then you can have more people that are going to throw the obvious word. Yeah, yeah, it probably gets harder, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? It probably does get harder. I would think the larger the group, the more matching you're going to have. I think you're probably always going to end up with one to three clues, just by the way it goes. But no, I, I would 
definitely play it again. I would definitely buy it to support the folks that developed it, even though I think that it could be way more fun with a more open dictionary. Why would you think that would add fun to it, though? A word is a word. A word is a word, but they... I mean, let's let's face facts. That was right off of the fourth grade spelling list, most of them. Yeah, but that's what you needed. I mean, shit, we got seven out of 13, and then we tried it again, we got six out of 13. You can't have dictionary words on there, man. Like, <laughs> you're going to have, like, I don't even know, man. I'm a word snob, I guess. I guess, but I, I we you would... F- you get like three out of 13 if you were just starting to pull shit out of the dictionary. Like adjectives and shit would be popping up. Like that's, you don't want that stuff. Oh, uh, who, who still has a dictionary, first of all? I do. Well, I do too, but I'm like, who's going to get, you could write a five minute app in JavaScript that will pull nouns from an online dictionary and boom, boom. Sure. Yeah, sure. There's ways to do it, obviously, but... Let's take a look at this week's news. As a follow-up to our discussion about bacon, did you have your your eggs cooked in bacon grease yet? No, I made pancakes this morning. Bacon? I put a little cinnamon in them, and then I had some sausage on the side. Oh, so good. You know who has the best pancakes? Hands down... And it's terrible, and it breaks my food snob heart to say this. Denny. International House of Pancakes? No, Denny's. Denny's makes Mm. the fucking best pancakes ever. You would think it would be IHOP, but it's not IHOP. Denny's are fluffy, but they have that little bit of elasticity to them. Yeah, I put a little cinnamon in mine, a little sugar this time. Uh, It's almost like... uh... Almost like French toast, but not quite. That's that's a pancake that's begging for some whipped butter. Yeah. Throw some I got a fucking big thing of syrup. Well, you had some sausage and pancakes, but uh our first story in the news is about bacon. Bacon. A woman swaps out her roommate's bacon with vegan bacon Ooh. and ends up charged with a felony. What? Yeah, as well she should. Fucking twat. Yeah, but that's her roommate, so they must really hate each other. Woman claims, Charging her with a felony. A woman claims on Reddit, where she posted documentation, and I've gone through the photos and the police report, it's, it's all legitimate, that she has pressed charges against her roommate after the roommate switched out her typical food with vegan alternatives. She says that she met her roommate, who said that she was a vegetarian, but it was not a problem if the other roommates were not. The day after she moved in, Erin said she wanted to do something nice and cooked pancakes, bacon, and hash browns. Unbeknownst to the new roommate, the woman whom she prepared the bacon for has a severe allergy to soy. When questioned, knowing that she was a roommate and a staunch vegan, quote, she told me it was regular bacon, not that it was fake bacon or that it had soy, unquote, the post reads. Um, After she took a few bites and something tasted off, the new roommate revealed the switch. At this point, she does a ta-da and smugly told us, I bet it tastes exactly like meat. That sounds like a vegan thing to do, Mike. (laughs) It does. 
The author says she then began panicking because she is highly allergic to soy. Uh, her throat closed up, dizziness, the works, according to the baconless roommate. My best friend and other roommate freaks out and calls the ambulance. I had a, to spit. I had to stay in the hospital for two days. The story continues that the cost of her hospital stay was obviously expensive and that she filed the complaint with the police because food tampering is a felony in their home state. Now, food tampering laws do vary state to state. I remember going back to my law school days that um, a food tampering case is really hard because all of your research has to be specific to the state or to the jurisdiction. Um, so wherever she is, it looks like I don't know where she is. She's somewhere. But uh, because the food tampering laws do vary so much, they don't identify the jurisdiction in this article because nobody actually reports the fucking news anymore. Um, it just says that in her area, to be convicted of food tampering, it must be done, quote, with reckless disregard for the risk that another person will be placed in danger of death or bodily injury. Well, I, I say that fixes it because bitch asked up front, is this real bacon? And it doesn't have yeah. soy? Yeah, and they weren't really good friends. She said it was like she just moved in too, so it's pretty much a stranger. Yeah, it's a stranger that tried to pull the smug vegan. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. The woman says her friend and other roommate filmed the incident because they originally thought it was a kind gesture. The new roommate pled guilty to a lower degree felony receiving community service instead of jail time. The victim also ended up suing the new roommate for compensation for her hospital fees, won that case as well, and is now having a crisis of conscience because the poor girl that switched the bacon had to had her college scholarship canceled and went into excessive debt to pay the settlement. That I don't believe. As someone that does have an inkling of a law background, but I'm not an attorney. Court. She might have lost her college scholarship. That's going to be a decision that's made at the college level. But no court is going to have someone go into debt to pay a settlement. They're going to put them on a payment plan. That might be a little Reddit embellishment. Quote, I know she is an asshole for lying about food. I now want to note whether know whether I am the asshole for everything I did after the story concludes. You think she's an asshole, Mike? No, I mean, it is a stranger. She lied about it. I don't, I mean, I guess it would be worse if she knew the girl was allergic to soy. She didn't know that, I guess. So, I don't know. Fel but she got off. She didn't have to go do any jail she time. She didn't so do any jail time, but she now has a felony. That counts as a felony on her and that's record. probably a non-expungible felony because she pled to a felony. If they let her yeah, that's, that's to a misdemeanor, bad, they probably here. Here you go, law school dropouts coming out. If they let her plead to a misdemeanor, it could have been. I'm not saying it can't be, but it's highly more likely that it would be an expungible misdemeanor. Where am I at on this one? You're probably saying fuck the bitch. Don't fuck with my bacon. My goddess of bacon. I hope that you're sexy and five six, and you're sending me topless pictures right now. Uh, I don't think you're an asshole for pressing charges and suing the bitch. You would be an asshole if you didn't ask. And the 
that is the linchpin of your argument is you asked and she intentionally falsified her answer if you didn't ask there might be some latitude but you asked when you're allergic to soy what else can't you have that's just common shit soy's in everything now that's what I was thinking. Well, all the yeah, all the the new shit, but like regular stuff. Is there soy and all that stuff? Yeah, soy is like a huge filler in just about shit. I everything. That's what I was thinking. Like she's this person literally can't eat shit. Can't eat anything. All you can eat is meat, which apparently isn't a bad way to go. Well, and there's also yeah, there's also these uh, the meat eater diet where all they eat is meat. Right. Here's some video game news for us. Eating meat sort of led me to pick this one out of our queue, a little bit out of order. Uh, how about eating flesh? Did you play Dying Light at all? Yeah, I think I have that game. I played I the hell out of Dying Light. Dying Light was a great open-world zombie game. Yeah, not a fan. Not a In fact, fan. I know you played it before me because yeah. you started playing it. You were like, oh, my God, the first 15 minutes of this game are so intense. I, yeah. I, I just had that memory pop in. I think I played it for another 45 minutes after that that I stopped. Really? Yeah. I don't, I, you know what? I, I don't like games where my weapons degrade. I got to make more weapons. Same fucking weapon. You know what? I'm a huge fan of weapon degradation. That's why I don't like the new Zelda. Later on... Once you get over the hump of that in Dying Light, you're almost not using weapons. I'm not saying you're not using weapons. You will use weapons. But once you get to the point where you're reliably finding either dropped weapons or the supplies to improve your weapons, and specifically once you hit your stride with firearms in that game, the, the weapon degradation isn't so bad. What did suck was when you made a really badass customized weapon, the fact that that one degraded too. That that part was a bummer because you would save up all of your like elite parts and there was a little uh, sort of a half-assed crafting, crafting system in that game. And you could craft some beasts of weapons, but they degraded as well. So It seemed like they were just... There's so many zombies. Like you could just keep, you could outrun them if you wanted to. There's just so many. I don't know. I wasn't a fan. I'm not a fan of zombie games. So open world zombie games not my thing. I know. Well, Dying Light Two um, is coming, and the developer, when asked, said that players will need to spend how many hours to quote fully complete Dying Light Two. You're asking me to fill in the blank? Yes. How many hours, according to the developer... Not doing side quests? To do a 100% run. Oh. Oh, fuck. 80. Higher. Like, a lot higher? Higher. Play the clock game here. 120. Higher. Oh, God. 160. Higher. All right, I give up. 500 That's insane. According to the developer. That's insane. And there will be people that do it. Because I the am a completionist. The has confirmed while acknowledging 
that it is the projected runtime for a hundred percent run that a hundred percent run will take approximately five hundred hours, maybe a little bit more. That's insane. I don't know how that compares to other games. I guess I don't know if anyone's ever quoted how long it'll take a hundred percent run, but. What's it, I mean, usually, what do they say? Like, if you're just doing, like, the main quest of one of those long games like that, it's usually, what, like 30 hours? Yeah, 20, 30 hours. Uh, yeah. According to this, if you are a regular player, you should finish the story and side quests and still do quite a lot of exploring in about 100 hours. Wow. In a follow-up tweet, they revised that and said it will take 70 to 80 hours to finish the main story and side quests if you're not in a rush. And side quests. So that's still, it's like 100% of the quests, just maybe not 100% completion, getting all the collectibles, all that other bullshit. Right, not going after collectibles. But I, that would be where I fall. I fall into that category of gamer. If I really like a game, I'm going to do the main quest line and the side quest lines. I'm not going to be going after everything. Did you play um, the Batman Arkham series? Any of it? Well, I played one of them. I don't remember which one it was. Um, might have been called uh, Arkham... Uh, no. what, would it be? what was the Arkham first one called? Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight. Oh, man first one would have been Arkham Asylum. That's maybe the one I played, Deb. I don't remember exactly. Douglas is a 100% guy on those ones, and that includes those fucking Riddler trophies. Uh, I, I always struggle with the, uh, where you had to like glide and fly and like get everything. Flying through like the the, the glowing hoops. Yeah, yeah. I always struggle with that stuff. I, I, that's where I gave up trying to get everything. I I always find it irritating when an open world game forces you to race. That's like a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. I'm not here to race. Yeah, like time trials and stuff. Yeah, that's not my thing either. Not here to race. Sticking on the video game trail here, Sega has reversed its decision on selling NFTs. Quote from Sega says, if it is perceived as simple money-making, they would prefer not to proceed. Uh, NFTs have been big. I sold an NFT a couple months ago. I showed you what it was. Yeah, it's just... Uh... It's ridiculous. I drew a stick figure on the back of one of my attorney's business cards and took a picture of said stick figure on said on said business card and sold it for way more than it is ever worth for anything, just as an experiment. I, I'm actually holding the business card right now with the stick figure drawn on of it. Drawn on of it? Drawn on it. And um, so I don't know what I hold. Am I breaking copyright because I'm holding... <laughs> anyway... Sega isn't completely nixing the idea of NFTs in its game. The company says it would, quote, like to try out various experiments, and we have already started many different studies and considerations in the space, including play-to-earn games. But on the other side of the coin, they say that, quote, there are users who show negative reactions at this point 
and Sega will need to, quote, carefully assess what will be accepted and what will not by the users. So what this means is they really want to make some money, but they're afraid that they're going to come off as greedy corporate shills if they do. Look, here's how I look at it. I am never going to buy an NFT. I will sell another one if I think I can make money. I think the ship's already sailed for you and I just to sell them. You know, remember when the first big wave of buying NFTs came in, people were just buying colored blocks, right? I own this color. Um, and that's when I sold my, my stick figure. I think that that ship has sailed. I think that there actually has to be something of value behind the NFT now for you to buy it. And if I'm going to spend serious money, I want to have it and hold it, not just have a digital file for it. Do you remember Google Glass? Uh, yeah. TCL Smart Glasses. It's the second generation, not the first ones, which was like slapping a little monitor to your face. The newest iteration just weighs 75 grams and provides a cinema-wide viewing experience. How do you feel about throwing a TV on your face with a pair of sunglasses, Mike? I think that's actually pretty badass. Like, if you're just anywhere, like if you have your Hulu, your Netflix, and all that streaming shit that you have, and you just somewhere else on a plane or someone else's house or wherever, you could just throw in your glasses and watch it. That's yeah. pretty dope. But I wonder, what, what would that do to your vision, though? Would that fuck it up? I don't know. I can honestly say the only place that I think I would use it would be on a plane. Yeah, a plane would be cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably the... Or if you're at your parents' house, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> Just chill in the bedroom. You could throw on the glasses. So what this is, is it's the equivalent of a 140-inch screen that you'll be seeing because of the proximity to your face. Only 1080p on a 140-inch screen. That's kind of a letdown. Oh, dude, what do you mean? What do you, what do you expect them to have? This is like fucking cutting-edge shit. I expect 4K. Ah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you could tell you were a spoiled single kid this is a premium product without a doubt this is a premium product now I get a little bit about why it might be 1080p because once you get so close <laughs> you know how much can you can you cram in there but I'll bet you it, it can be done I feel like that would be really bad for your eyes I feel like your eyes would you know just be moving left to right, like, so much that you'll, like, see everything. I don't know how that would work. I think you would definitely have to take some 20-20-20 breaks. I, I, I definitely that do that. Would, yeah. They're not terribly suave-looking. Google Glass looked all futuristic in Star Trek. Of course, that was more augmented reality. I actually had a very early invite to Google Glass, and I declined to do it because... I forget, but it was an insane amount of money to get the the original hardware with a developer's kit. And um, at that time, I just didn't have it to throw away. And I said, you know, 
this is sort of brand new. If I could get my hands on a pair of these uh, Nextwear G's. Nextwear and XTWear. Nextwear. It's just fucking use words, people. Nextwear G. Um, I, I would I would consider it. I would consider it. Definitely looks cool, though. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. The company has not yet provided details on pricing, but the old model was about 700 bucks. That's not bad. That's not bad. To have a portable 140-inch screen in front of your face? Yeah, but my, I always end up losing glasses or so. I can see people breaking them, losing them. I can see leaving them on a plane and then. Yeah. Do you know how many iPods I've left on planes? A lot. <laughs> I, I've left a few pairs of Ray Bans lying around places. There was a period in time where I was going to Philly every two weeks. Man, someone at the Philadelphia airport has a whole lot of iPods. Yeah. But that's okay. I I I never paid full price for an iPod. Did you ever meet Drunk Joe? I don't think so. Drunk Joe, much to his namesake, has had a lot of ups and downs in life that typically revolve around alcohol. And usually it puts him in the poorhouse. But Drunk Joe also likes, like, bleeding edge technology. So every time Drunk Joe would be absolutely destitute to not get evicted, I would come in and see what he was selling. I got most of my iPods from him for like a hundred bucks. Fire sale. Yeah. 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 I was like, okay, uh, what can I scrape up today? And I felt bad, but only a little bit because it was a self-inflicted. I actually uh, took Drunk Joe out a couple of times and bought him groceries when things were really bad. And, uh, Bottom groceries and took excess electronics off of his hands at a discount rate. Well, if it wasn't you, you were selling it to somebody for money, so who cares? Might as no, well that, that is true. Last news story of the day. There is a great new adventure game. Absolutely free on Steam. It only gives you about two hours of play. But it is racking up more positive press than I've seen for a lot of AAA games. How does it only give you two hours of play? It's a short, short game. It's an independent developer. And it's called If On A Winter's Night. Two hours. For Travelers. It wasn't finished with the title. If On A Winter's Night. For Travelers. It, it is made by just two developers. And um, it's based on the Calvino story, If on a Winter's Night. I was going to say, is that a, a book or something? Yeah. Or? yeah. It's a narrative sort of visual experience that has some great storytelling. I don't know. I keep seeing great things. It's existential horror. It's mystery. It's just a pixelated old school adventure game with a million-dollar story behind it. Not to mention, everything seems to have been really laser-focused. The soundtrack, 
is a curated collection of classical music, and it's free. You're not going to get 100 hours out of it, but... Um, or 500. Or even 500 hours out of it, it like Dying Light 2. But it is supposed to be a really, really great experience. I'll put a link in the show notes to it, if on a winter's night for travelers. Yeah, this is overwhelmingly positive. Well, that's the news, Mike. There you go. Rest in peace, Bob Saget. And Bob Saget died. Bob fucking Saget. I wonder if there's any new news about Saget. Nah, it's too early. I doubt it. I'm sure. Uh, The Orange County Sheriff's Office has commented... They have no information on the cause of death. Detectives have found no signs of foul play or drug use. But, of course, the ME will make the final call. And uh, Stamos, fucking attention whore Stamos, has made a statement. That's that's it. So no drugs, no foul play. Well, I think Interesting. They had to say that immediately because they know that's what everyone was thinking. Right. Maybe it'll be like an autoerotic asphyxiation deal. Yeah. Were we talking about that, or was that a conversation I was having with someone else? I think that was probably someone else. Maybe you and your, your friendly bard were talking about it. No, no, someone. Oh, I know where I was talking about that. I was talking about that at the New Year's Eve party at book clubs across the street. Hey. They were talking about, you know, people jerking off and hanging themselves by accident. Well, how does that come up in conversation? Is that what people talk about? I, I, I mean, I know I don't get out much, but shit, is that what, <laughs> that's the cooler to the water cooler talk? That was, um, well, you know, the guy I was telling you about that kept telling me how he was going to just like pound that asshole when he got home. Yes. He, somehow we stumbled onto conversation about autoerotic asphyxiation. I think it was linked to some sort of song came on and he said, hey, who is this? And I said, that's blah, blah, blah. And he said, oh, isn't he dead? And they said, oh, I don't know if he's dead. Um, I think he killed himself. And then it, it turned into, oh, yeah, that's right. He hung himself in a hotel room when he was jerking off. And then, you know, dude was drunk. So we got the whole the whole pantomiming of the, the episode there. And I was watching this and thinking and looking across the room at his wife, who's not an unattractive woman. She can shed a few pounds. Um, and I was thinking, man, you're going to let that dude go in your a-hole raw dog when you get home. <laughs> yeah. oh, she's got a snaggle tooth, though. We got to figure that Dude, you were here Friday. You got to remind me. Let me give you a laptop. Dude, what is that going to do? I, I mean, my, my computer is going to be on. Yeah, but you could do this anywhere then. You could, oh, wait, I got to bring my, my mic. I got to do it in my office. This is where I'm well, sitting in my office. Shut down your computer and just use the uh, laptop. Computer shut down? I don't know. That's like taking a fucking phone away from a child at this point. You know that uh, this month is the 40th anniversary of the Commodore 64. We were talking about our introductions to gaming i think we both had a commodore yours was more influential than mine. i still have a commodore you know i have one on display at my office and i often often have students be like what's that thing 
still works. Uh, at least the last time I had it hooked up, it worked. Well, next week, we talked about it at the beginning of the show. You got to give me a homework assignment, and I'm going to give you a homework assignment. So, what is my homework assignment that I have to watch or do? I forget. We, we started talking about it, but you know, my Swiss cheese memory. I don't even. What do you mean? Homework I'm giving you the homework assignment of you must watch Ghostbusters Afterlife. So I don't have the ability to watch Ghostbusters. I'm going to get you a copy of it. Okay, then I will watch it. When we go off the air tonight, I will get you a copy of it. And and there was something else that you were going to do, and then we'll have like a uh, a swap shop sort of segment where we talk about the different things. Yeah, but what was I telling you to do? I don't remember. That's oh, that. I was going to get like a comedy. You wanted a stand-up comedy on Netflix. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to give me a stand-up well, comedy. Have you, do you like Kevin Hart or no? I, I don't mind Kevin Hart. I just watched, because, you know, better late to the party than never. I did finally watch the Chappelle um, one that was causing all of the strife, and I didn't think it was that bad. No, they just, uh, yeah, it was stupid. No, you, you pick the funniest one you've seen. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. You want pull up Bill Burr on Netflix. He has several specials on Netflix. I will watch Bill Burr's most recent. Yeah, watch an older one if you can. <laughs> the older ones are better for sure. Well, you pull it up and you tell me which one to watch, and I will pull up and. and and do you know who Bill Burr is or not? I do know who Bill Burr is. I'm not yeah. that out of touch. Right. Well, I don't know. Not everyone. Yeah, everyone has different tastes. Bill Burr, I think, would be right up your alley. <laughs> All right. So the one that you should watch probably is the one called You People Are All the Same. That would be the first one to start off with. I do like that it starts out with you people. That That's a phrase that triggers, no matter who you say it to, triggers people. He has four specials on Netflix. That's the first one. I do recommend watching it in chronological order. So you people are all the same. That's right. All right. All right. So next week we are going to have a Bill Burr Ghostbusters Afterlife throwdown. And the Bill Burr, I, you, I'm not going to remember all the shit. Like you're, it's going to be you talking about your love for the Bill Burr special. Uh, then I will talk about whether I loved it or I hated it, and then we'll do a full segment on, on Ghostbusters Afterlife. Because I honestly have not seen it. I know who Bill Burr is. I know of Bill Burr. Uh, but like I said, the direction, and it may not be the case now, but the direction when I last watched a stand-up special on Netflix that it was, was it was very watered down and vanilla and... Um, Everybody else, if you want to be up to speed, check out HBO Max or a theater near you and do look at Ghostbusters Afterlife. Without giving away what we've got on deck for next week, I will say it was a pretty good movie. If you go into it with the understanding that it's not 1984, which breaks my heart to say, but it was not a bad movie. So that's that's all I want to say right now. It wasn't bad. It wasn't unwatchable like the previous attempt. Well, folks, that is it for us this week. My name is Ryan David. 
I'm with Just Mike, who's about to uh, get some clearance so that he could take off <laughs> one more time. God almighty. I can't believe. I don't know what it's doing. Maybe it's possessed by a ghost. I think it's running hot, so it's fucking the fans kick on. I have no idea. Anyway, if you're flying the friendly skies, we hope that uh, you load us on to your podcast app of choice and subscribe and give us a share. Let your friends know that we are out there. (laughs) Speaking on behalf of both of us, we'll see you next week. Later.